And we're going. Hello. Hello. Hello from a blue state. Oh, yeah, I know. Hello from a red state. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blue country, though. True. That's what really counts. We are recording. We normally record on Sunday afternoons or evenings, but currently it is 10, 15 p.m. on Saturday the 7th. So that's where we are. It's been such a like a week of waiting that we were like, we're not waiting to record. We don't have to wait for anything now. Mm-mm. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Peyton. And this week was the longest week of 2020, but we survived it. Welcome to Retweet This. This is a special episode of Retweet This because we are just talking about election results and memes and funny stuff and cute stuff. And yes. primarily not talking about election stress and like Tuesday through Friday morning like we're not really talking about that we're talking about like today it was such a stressful week but so much good meme content came of it I can laugh at it now now that we know that Biden won like before I was laughing at him but I was like oh I feel really guilty laughing at these things because like what if you know Mm -hmm. but now I'm like yeah I can laugh this is funny yeah they're pretty good. So there's a lot. The show notes are super long, but I think it'll go pretty quick because it's all a theme. So that works mm-hmm. out good. We want to go ahead and start with Hank's Hank's progression through the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so on November 4th, he said, sorry, I haven't tweeted anything in a while, but I have no idea what to do or think. So that was on Wednesday. Um, that was after Tuesday night when results were totally inconclusive, but a lot of states looked pretty red. Um but before any kind of like mail-in ballots were really getting counted in bulk. But that's where that was. And then the fifth was, you know, Montana had gone red at that point. And he was like, I'm going to need 100,000 chill progressive to move to Montana ASAP. It's getting very cold. There are no houses for sale. Plan accordingly. I said, I mean, I would volunteer, but I think Georgia might finally go blue. So I'm going to stay in the warm and see. Yeah, I wish I had those feelings. I said, I'm in rural rural Alabama, so grab a suitcase. Can I stay with y'all? Or <laughs> And then Rachel said, give Peyton a full-time job, maybe. <laughs> I said, I'm already bothering him on Twitter as a full-time job. And uh, Jeffrey said, how much does that pay? And I said, it pays in attention. <laughs> Patty said, so you're getting paid in exposure. And you said, gaining the Twitter following of Hank Green's top 30 reply, reply accounts is my ticket to fame. Yeah. Skylar says not me liking this before reading it with the clown emoji. <laughs> the clownery. It's oh, funny God. because when I talked to Hank the other day, he said, you have a slot. He, he told me basically, you have a small audience mm-hmm. and it's my Twitter people. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a very niche audience. Like, thanks for calling <laughs> it my audience. But, you know, it's yours. It's pretty, just the um, segment of them that recognize me. Then on November 6th, which was yesterday, Hank tweeted, I'm going to have to be a Flyers fan now, huh? I think I can do that. And then a bunch of people were like, excuse me, there's two teams here. And he said, I would like to apologize to Penguins fans. I will piss you all off by rooting for both teams equally. That's everyone's least favorite. Like, right. it's it's easy to hate someone from the other, like, team's fans, but it's hard. Like, it's everyone just hates the people that don't have a side. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Alyssa responded and said, but Hank, Atlanta sports are so much more interesting, right? And she tagged me. And I said, yes, we love watching every Georgia team in red lose. (laughs) 
I said, flyers. Wow. Waterfell, Waterfell Twitter stays winning. <laughs> <laughs> they did, especially this week. Honk just had a great week. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of honk action going on with the cars. A lot the- of honking. Yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> the next tweet from Hank says, I'm listening to this on the radio and the honking is so 2020. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just funny to hear at the speeches, everyone honks instead of applauds. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It really is. And I think that's almost going to become like a thing now, like a cultural thing of like, well, there's like aggressive honking while you're driving, but I think we're going to start like thinking of like hitting our horn a few times as like a kind of applause just because of how much it, how much it's relevant now, I guess. Right. And it's not a long honk. It's the honk, 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 honk. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a way there's that honk etiquette. Mm-hmm. And then he tweeted uh, two hours ago and said, so the guy with the stutter beat the bully. And Yes. That one made me feel good. I saw a tweet earlier today and I almost responded to it and then I didn't, but it was like, I don't want a president with a stutter. I want a president who can actually sound intelligent. And I was like, hold on. So what we're not going to do is this, but I typed like six responses to it. And I was like, these people are already getting told off by so many other people. Phil's thick booty is not going to convince them anything. So I didn't, but it made me mad. That's bold and controversial for two reasons first of all insinuating that people with stutters don't sound intelligent because that's not the case and second of all insinuating that trump does right (laughs) i will take joe biden stuttering over trump blabbering any day oh yeah so we have a lot of videos in this episode so i think we're gonna i might just unplug my headphones when it's time to listen to one and we'll see how the audio goes i'm not really sure yeah how it'll sound but Go we'll ahead and do that. try that. Okay. So on this next one, Tyler Oakley tweeted on the 6th and said, from Obama's mouth to God's ears, and I'm going to play that for y'all. I don't know if you picked up on that, but that was in 2008 when Obama was announcing his running mate and was naming Joe joe biden his running mate and he said the next president i mean the next vice president yeah it really was from obama's mouth to god's ears truly um on november 5th this tweet says it's from brian hernandez it says this was as georgia was flipping um this is a really big deal i live in georgia i've always lived in georgia my whole life we have not gone blue in a presidential election since 1992 for the first for clinton's first term so <laughs> this tweet just says, we should all be thanking Stacey Abrams for this close Georgia race. She's the reason Georgia may flip blue for Biden. Fair Fight, the voters' rights organization that she founded, registered more than 800,000 new voters in Georgia since 2018. Huge. And it's two pictures of Stacey. And honestly, like I voted for her for governor back in 2018. Anybody who is from Georgia or followed Georgia politics at that time knew how messy that election was. The Secretary of State was running against her for governor and did not step down out of his role as Secretary of State. So he oversaw his own election and she barely lost. And she's, a lot of people I think would be really discouraged by that, but she was like, "Mm, no, no, you haven't seen the last of me. And she has made it her mission to like make voting more accessible in Georgia to get out like just information about how to vote and register so many more voters and protect so many more voters and their access to voting. Now Georgia went blue. So that's just really exciting. Yeah. She seems, I don't know a lot about Georgia politics, but I know what I hear from you and she seems like a really amazing person. I think, I mean, obviously I haven't met her or talked to her or anything, 
but she's the most prominent Democrat in Georgia. And she's done a lot. And not to say that everything is due to her. There are a lot of other organizers who have rallied together and people across the whole state and across all states that flipped. But I think it's just important for her legacy to be recognized, especially as a woman of color. Yeah. The next one is from Chastin Buttigieg. It was a retweet of his. Um, but the original tweet is from an account called History Muppet. <laughs> and it says, you can't stop the count. And it's the count from the Muppet singing, like a, a, a gif of it. Mm-hmm. And Chastin, it says, you can't stop the count in all caps. And Chastin said, okay, but why did I read this to the tune of Hairspray? Did you see me and call in the replies? No. <laughs> so I responded. I said, ever since the first counts began, the voters found out if they voted, they could shake up the land. And so they're going to keep on counting. That's the legal plan today. Call said, you can't stop the motion of the voters. Even if you try, you can try to if you want to, but the vote will get by. And then I said, so we're, so we will elect Joe Biden. Then tell Trump goodbye today because <laughs> you can't stop the count. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love that because when I read it, I also read it in the Dune of Hairspray. Exactly. <laughs> I love Hairspray. Me too. It's such a good soundtrack. It is. Fun fact, I learned the choreography to You Can't Stop the Beat from one of the dancers from the movie. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it now, but that was a thing I did. (laughs) That's one of the Patreon things. We're going to make a new tier, and it's Emily trying to remember previous dances that she's done, and she posts them to the pod. (laughs) I found earlier this week, um, I think it was November 1st because I was listening to Christmas music, I found the exact version of the Christmas song my dance studio used to do every year for the Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a Christmas parade in my hometown. And literally, if you want to be in the parade, you just have to like become associated with some sort of organization and they'll let that organization in the parade. But my dance studio used to dance in it. And we wouldn't like just walk and then perform at the courthouse where the judges were. Like my dance coach made us dance the whole parade route and we had a dance that moved. And so I would do this dance every single year for like 10 years, moving like two miles through downtown of my town. <laughs> and I can do it with my eyes closed. And I found the exact version of the music just on a Christmas playlist as it went through. And it was like PTSD. And then my body was like, you have to do this. That's how I am with the Grinch song, like the the original old Mr. Grinch song, mm-hmm. because every year, the last dance class before Christmas, we would get like a little gift from the dance studio, like a little something cute, like a little mm-hmm. ballet silver ornament or whatever. Mm-hmm. And our parents would come and they would watch us do like just what we've been working on basically as like the halfway mark through the year. Yeah. And that we always did our tap warm up to that song every year. That's and so, so it always reminds me of that. On November 5th or on November 4th, um, someone from the other side <laughs> posted a video and it says Trump supporters kneel together and pray asking for God to prevail. And on November 5th, God quote tweeted it and said on it absolutely 100% on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so funny that they see or saw Trump as the moral option and I say funny in a really it's not it's not humorous it's funny as in disturbing yeah it's it's funny as in there's no actual word for it right hopefully um the Republican party takes a lot of lessons out of this That's a lot to ask for from them, but I'm hoping that they do because this has made their party look so horrendous. Their party didn't even have a platform this year. It was just re-elect Donald Trump. Like there were no ideals. There were no like priorities when they released their like party platform for this year. There's nothing. Yeah. They need to do better. Like we need to make sure they do better. On November 5th, (laughs) someone named Sam said, me on my way to Arizona and Nevada 
or Nevada with my GCSE in math. And it's the, you guys are in a crisis. I'm on my way. (laughs) (laughs) These states, I understand why it takes so long to count mail ballots. And I understand why we can call certain states before other states, because like California, for example, like that's an easy one to call, despite that they have a lot of votes because like trends and we can recognize how that's going or whatever. And I get why in swing states, it can take so long, but I swear all week, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, and Pennsylvania would be like, we're going to release our next dump at nine o'clock. And we're like ready for a few thousand votes to come in. And they're like 400 votes. And we're like, what? And then they would be like, we are done until tomorrow. We'll see you at noon. And we're like, excuse me. Yeah, it felt. And I know that they were probably working as hard as like as fast as they can. And I think they usually take a while to vote. It just doesn't usually matter this much. Well, we also don't usually have this many mail-in ballots like at all. Right. There are some states that are used to voting with mail-in ballots. Um, Like Colorado, for example, uses mail-in ballots a lot, I believe. And like Montana, places like that. Mm -hmm. But in Georgia, like we do have an absentee system. But for the most part, the people that use that are people who are out of state, like temporarily or have like a disability and can't physically go to the polls. Mm -hmm. And so for so many ballots to come by mail, like we just weren't prepared for it, I guess. I mean, we were, we were prepared for it. We're handling it, but our system, our information system, the way we were used to getting the results from the media so quickly was not prepared for it. Right. Washington state. That's where I voted in 2016 and it's only by mail. So it's just interesting how different states do it. Mm -hmm. I think all of this controversy about what is legal and what is not with the state discrepancies mm-hmm. well i think it might push for us by next time to have a, na- a nationwide policy with yeah. federal elections and what is appropriate to count after what date and mm-hmm. you know that's like the thing that. too is like technically we did not have one federal election we had 50 51 if you count dc we have 51 separate elections on tuesday when it's all for one nationwide race and i mean it's not all for that but there is one nationwide race on every ballot it kind of complicates things of like, yes, states run their own elections, but at what point do we determine federal limits on the federal offices? Right. And by federal offices, I just mean president and vice president. Yeah. Kristen tweeted on the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> this was her second one of the week because she'd already done it for another state, but said, come with, I mean, the most cursed emojis. Come on, Nevada. You're so sexy when you're a deep, dark, luxurious blue. <laughs> <laughs> she did it for Georgia too. I think she did it for Texas. Yeah. Oh, bless. And every time I quote tweeted, I was like, shut up, everyone. Kristen's seducing whatever the state is. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Thank you, Kristen. Your work really paid off. Yeah, thanks, Kristen. We attribute this whole thing to you, specifically. Kristen, Joe Biden won because of you. Wow. She's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> November 4th, someone named Young Simba tweeted, me going to Nevada to co- count the votes my damn self and it's that meme video of the guy driving the car like so fast and swerving. <laughs> yeah it's how we were all feeling on the fourth <laughs> absolutely on the fourth uh trump tweeted and said they're finding biden votes all over the place in pennsylvania wisconsin and michigan so bad for our country someone quote tweeted it and said so you agree biden is winning <laughs> with the the mean girls regina george that's photo. my friend mickey she's a jonas fan <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> if, Mickey, if you hear this because your tweet randomly ended up in our show notes. Hey, how are you? Hi, I hope you're having a good day. This was probably weird for you. <laughs> good tweet, though. Uh, November 4th. <laughs> I love this gender reveal video so much. So it says Michigan this morning was like, 
and it's a woman having her doing her gender reveal and she pops the balloon and everybody's waiting in anticipation for blue or pink powder or confetti or whatever to fall out of the balloon and nothing happens and then the woman behind the camera is like i'll do it my damn self and rips her wig off and she has bright blue hair underneath (laughs) it's perfect oh it's so good i recognize that us explaining this video doesn't do it justice at all go to the show notes and find it it's yeah this is an episode that you'll really need to look at the show notes for there's so many images (laughs) an image too the next one is <laughs> it's this blue neopet and it's it cheek says, it just says joe biden looks like this neopet and it he does that's from Makila hughes if you don't follow her on twitter she's great she has a podcast with crick and Moodya. i love her but so it's a blue i think that neopet's called a kachik i'm gonna look it up just to make sure while she's looking that up i'll lead us into our next um it's a whole segment it is a kachik and it is Jason Derulo falling down and <laughs> we're starting it off with a good video. And it's just two people like cackle laughing. And it says anyone breaking. Jason Derulo has fallen down the me laughing. <laughs> They're just silently laughing. You can't even hear it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when we laugh on the podcast. It just goes like halfway quiet. Our first one for this segment is November 3rd. Breaking. Jason Derulo has fallen down the stairs at the Electoral College. <laughs> Also on November 3rd, Jason Derulo has fallen down the stairs at his polling location. <laughs> November 4th, POV. You were Jason Derulo with the final Nevada votes and you fall down the stairs and it's just <laughs> papers scattered around. Okay, we have Jason Derulo falls down the stairs with the four seasons total landscaping in Philadelphia. <laughs> that whole landscaping thing is such a tragedy, but it's been so good for the memes. I don't know what's better. The fact that someone thought they were booking the Four, Thie- four Seasons Hotel and accidentally booked a landscaping company. And then the campaign was like, whatever, we'll go with it. Or the fact that a landscaping company was like, president, the president wants to come do a press conference here. Rudy Giuliani wants to come do a press conference here. We're going to let him do it right here between, what is it like a crematory and a sex shop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what is this? It's so funny. Whoever was the person who answered the phone at the Four Seasons Landscaping and was like, y'all right, we'll let you book it. <laughs> you know you know, there's going to be like a write-up about them soon. Like this Four Seasons Landscaping is going to like have its moment and people are going to do profiles on the employees and whoever booked the press conference. It was an intern at the campaign and they called and it was a high school worker at the landscaping place and they were like, this doesn't seem right, but okay. <laughs> and we have, Jason Derulo has fallen down the stairs during Joe Biden's election celebration. This one is a little bit counter to that one. And it says breaking <laughs> Biden-Harris administration installs safety railings outside of infamous Jason Derulo fall. <laughs> they have protected him just as we knew they would. <laughs> That's from Johnny's son. His tweets are always so good. It's just that it's the photo, but with little safety bars put up around it. And no Jason Derulo. Yeah. He'd already fallen. This was after. They learned their lesson. (laughs) He's fallen so many times. It took so long for them to do that. Jeez, you would think after every single event, that's what Uh, happens when you fall during the Trump administration. Yeah, they don't care. He's not white, so they let him fall. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Howe tweeted 12 hours ago and said, phew, (laughs) Lamau. Do you know how I found out the news? 
you found got, out from that? Is that how you found out? I got tweet notifications for Hank saying like, look, the first second gentleman, Dan saying few and Tyler Oakley tweeting something. Those are the notifications I got that told me. And oh yeah. Then, my first one, my first thing that told me was few. And I was like, oh my gosh, they called it. Like, mm-hmm. Thanks Dan. Cause I have been glued to my phone and to the TV since Tuesday. And this morning I woke up really early. I checked the numbers again for Georgia. I checked to see if there's a decision. There hadn't been. So I went for a run. I went for a run at like seven o'clock in the morning. And then I went to go get a coffee and I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. I had family coming over this afternoon because it's my sister and my nephew's birthdays this week. So my grandparents came down for lunch and I was like, I'm just going to get through the day. I'm not going to pay that much attention to it. And then as I'm like getting ready, like I'm trying to find a shirt to wear, I'm listening to something. I think I was listening to a podcast and all of a sudden I started getting these Twitter notifications and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was, um, in the car actually, I I went to Dothan and I got some takeout food and I went and bought some hair dye. (laughs) And so I was driving home and actually Brent was driving. I was in the passenger seat and I got Dan's tweet and I was like, (gasps) (laughs) this is probably a good time to talk about our, um, listeners. Yeah. So once again, thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Nate, Bill, Margaret, slash last comment rachel my anonymous kelly and artemis thank you so much for your support as always um, we do have tweets from our professor tier we kind of stuck to the election theme for y'all's tweets too <laughs> so rachel says um this was during joe's speech he just made a couple hours ago this night this night this evening tonight the wine <laughs> is kicking in <laughs> she said he's going to listen to science three hard eyes emojis the bar is so low it really is solo it is but like it's come up from underground it's at least on ground level now it's above sea level (laughs) the bar has been (laughs) raised to sea level (laughs) i will take whatever raise of the bar i can get at this point the next one is so cute and nate made a little cake and it says president-elect biden and i love it it makes me very happy i love it so much he said embarrassing for me nate we're gonna embarrass you more it's not embarrassing. It's precious. I love it. I think it's really cute that in the corner, I can see that he practiced um, writing with icing on a little piece of scratch paper. And that makes it so much better for me. Oh, I didn't even notice that until you said that. If y'all didn't know, Peyton can like make really beautiful cakes and like knows how to write with icing and stuff. And it amazes me. <laughs> it's so funny because my friend, I have a friend in Alabama named Carly. She doesn't listen to this, but you know, if you ever do, hi, Carly she came over one time and we were making a cake for her husband's birthday and I have a little turntable and I was just like spinning it putting the icing on it and she was like she like filmed my hands it was like wow this is amazing and it's just so funny because I grew up like my aunt makes cakes and it always has my whole life so it's just been something I like learned and have seen people do so it's not that impressive to me Mm -mm. there's no there's no one the slightest bit crafty in my family like my sister can crochet now she taught herself how to crochet but that is the only crafty skill that anyone in my family has we don't bake we don't decorate things we don't like make stuff and so whenever I was at your house last time and we made the icing to put on the cookie cake like it's just I can't write with icing I don't know how to do that I want you to make a cake and I want to watch I want you to do the little the little poof 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 you know the little the little rose with the little wrinkles in them. <laughs> I want that. Okay. Let's make one for our birthday. Well, you need to come visit and we'll make a Christmas cake. Yes. I need to come soon. I'll find a week in this month. Um, one more Patreon tweet. Artemis says, and this is an important point. 
It says, this is not over, not by a long shot, but at least it feels like you can breathe a sigh of relief for the first time in a long while. I can't remember when I last felt this feeling of calm. And that's kind of the thing. I've seen a lot of people say like, okay, but it's only Joe Biden. Like we have so far to go. And like, yeah, we do. We're always going to have so far to go. But like we won this this battle of this fight and we're going to breathe for a minute and we're going to be excited in this victory. And then tomorrow we will go back to fighting. But like, let me tweet <laughs> celebration. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's a huge step forward. Absolutely. And I think not just in that, like having a democratic president, but like proving that America is better than Trump. Yeah. By millions of votes. Yes. It's almost like the person who gets the most votes should win. Uh this next section is all after the election had already been called. So, <laughs> yay, we were all celebrating. Um, Lisa Lucas said, sure, sex is great, but have you and your nation ever escaped the clutches of fascism at the absolute last second? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What a stressful week this has been, but I'm so glad that we got out of that. Uh, oh, also today, <laughs> Jane Lynch. I saw this art going around from several different people, but Jane Lynch tweeted it. And it's the Statue of Liberty, but she's holding a slingshot. But the slingshot is a mask, like a medical face mask. And in the mask is Trump. Yeah, she's like slingshot him, him out of there, which is a huge mood. If you've been in any of, if you checked the replies in any of Trump's tweets in the last couple of days, you've probably seen that art. So the next two, you need to listen to yourself. I don't think our audio will catch catch it because it's pretty faint, um, but it's New York in Atlanta and they're just like happily cheering and they can hear it. People are hearing it from their windows of their apartments, which is so positive and such a different feeling and atmosphere from 2016. Definitely. I, um, I saw several different ones of these videos from New York, from different neighborhoods. I saw a really good one from Hell's Kitchen from, uh, I don't remember who tweeted it. It was a theater person. <laughs> and I saw several different from like Brooklyn and different places around New York. But the one from Atlanta really got me because like that's my home state. And obviously a lot of people are always like Atlanta's not Georgia. Atlanta and Georgia are different places. But seeing like the energy continue to spread outward a little more and a little more from Atlanta. Like that just, that just got me. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. The next one is from we rate dogs and it's just pointing out that we now have first dogs again and they are major and champ and they're really cute. I think they're both German, German shepherds. Yeah. Something like that, but they're precious. It's just a bunch of pictures of them and they're really good. Champ. Champ was uh, a second dog before because he was the vice president's dog and he's been to the White House before, but Major has not. And I know at least Major is a rescue dog. There's a picture of Joe adopting him and he's so cute. Um, I heard a rumor that both of them were rescue dogs. I don't know if that's true or not, but either way, it melted my heart. The next one is a TikTok from Hank. <laughs> it says nobody on TikTok got this, so maybe it's for Twitter. And it's that I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the, I'm combination, at the combination Pizza, pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. And it's um, basically just making a joke about the from a picture of the Four Seasons Hotel and the landscaping around the hotel. And then it's the, the Four Seasons Landscape Company that they had the press conference at. I love it so much. It's perfect. I've never seen a better TikTok. <laughs> oh my God. TikTok is on fire right now. Like if we were not a Twitter podcast, I would be like, let's make a TikTok podcast about this week because there are so many good ones. Yeah, they're TikTok always just there. It's so fast. Twitter's fast, but it's not as fast with video, like video humor. Mm-mm. 
TikTok is quick. Quick talk. <laughs> the next tweet is from a couple hours ago, again, from Joe's speech that he made tonight. And he like ran onto the stage and he had his little <laughs> mask on. He came running and Jonathan Van Ness tweeted, yes, jog on that stage, honey. It was the cutest little jog. I can't wait for the memes of it because it went on for so long. <laughs> it did. I think he underestimated like how long the like entrance to the stage was. And he was like, I'm going to run. I'm going to make it. Then he was like, do I look stupid running? And he's like, I'm committed. I'm going to keep running. <laughs> and I could like hear the internal dialogue in his head saying exactly <laughs> that. And I'm like, yes, like it's, he's human. Like something about even that, like that just being an awkward thing, but like endearing, like, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not really simping for a 74-year-old man. Yeah, I think America might be a little bit. <laughs> you know who I am simping for is the next tweet, and it's John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. Yes. So unfortunately, out of election day slash week slash whatever this is now, we did not have a Senate victory for the Democratic Party, but there were two Senate races in Georgia this year. One we knew was going to go to a runoff just due to the nature of the race. The other one happened to go to a runoff. So it is Reverend Raphael Warnock. I can't talk. It's Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. Um, they're up against Senator Loeffler and Senator Perdue, and there will be a runoff in January in Georgia. So... This is me getting back on my soapbox. I know you guys already know this, but if there's anyone in Georgia who is over the age of 18, is eligible to vote, please make sure you vote again in January. If you are not in Georgia, there are so many different ways you can volunteer. You could donate. Um, I know Vote Safe America has changed their adopt a state program to just adopt Georgia for the next couple of months. So you can get involved through them. You can get involved directly through the candidates' campaigns. If you are 17 and you will be 18 by January 5th, you are eligible to vote in that election. So you can go ahead and register now. If you want to vote by mail, you can request your ballot now. Go ahead and do that because it can take a long time for those ballots to get here. And we can start sending those ballots back as early as December 14th, I think. Um, so, yeah. But this Senate race is so important because right now we are sitting at 50 confirmed Republican seats, 48 confirmed Democratic seats, and these two seats that are up for runoff. Um, so if we can get to 50-50, then any ties will be broken by the vice president. Um, so we could basically have control again. Yeah, it's very important. This is a really good chance for people who just missed the cutoff of being 18 for this election, yes. for the presidential election, to have a say in this sort of election season. Mm -hmm. And another thing that really stood out to me is I've seen so many people particularly like internet people who I grew up being a fan of, like Tyler Oakley, Grace Helbig, Mamrie Hart, like all that crew, that era of YouTube, they already are like raising so much attention saying that they're donating for these candidates. Tyler's made a couple comments about possibly coming to Atlanta to help campaign or whatever it might be, like help however he can. And it just makes my heart like happy to see the people that I've been a fan of for so long and have supported for so long using their platform to support something so important to the whole nation and to my home state. Like it just made me feel good. Yeah. We liked a few tweets. So be sure if you're, which I'm sure for this episode, most of you will probably look at the show notes at least sometime. Uh, we liked a few tweets from people who McDickles that they had voted, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And we love to see that. Yes. Thank you guys all for sharing your voting stories. And we are so proud of everyone who voted. Yeah. And we trust that you voted in a good way <laughs> honestly uh, with our audience being this small there's no one that would tolerate um 
no one from the other side that would tolerate us. <laughs> right. <laughs> the last thing we're going to talk about today yeah, is not you, about the election. You got some splaining to do, Peyton. Uh, I know. I cannot confirm or deny any of this. It is in my contract <laughs> that I cannot confirm or oh, deny oh, any of this. Just kidding. You, cannot, you can't blow more cover. I cannot confirm or deny any of this. So <laughs> the tweets are from an account at Peyton is fake. And it's my profile picture with a red X over it. And it says completely disgraceful that Hank Green hasn't commented on allegations that Peyton is his alt Twitter account. Till we get a response, we have no choice but to assume that Peyton isn't real. And basically they had a few other tweets that I didn't include, but they're alleging that I am a hired actress that I desert plant Dan was Hank's alt account, but then he needed a face for it. So it, it seemed like it wouldn't be him since he interacted with the tweets so much. And so he hired me to pretend to be uh, in charge of the account. Yeah. You basically catfished me into becoming your friend and the hired actor had to come hang out at my house. I went and hung out at a paid actor's house. I'm really disappointed this whole time. Like I'm glad that me and you actor Peyton get along well enough to make this podcast, but I do feel betrayed for the times that we have talked online and it hasn't been you. Right. Q. I was an employee. <laughs> <laughs> I went and I was going to be employee of the month. <laughs> And that's on period. And then Hank commented on that and said, this is my favorite tweet. It's the only tweet I've enjoyed in the last 48 hours. For and context, said, that was on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. And I said, your favorite tweet is about me being you slash a paid actor. I hate it here. <laughs> Amazing. On that note, I do think that's all the tweets we have. Thank y'all for sticking around for this weird episode. We're just, I think everybody can relate. We're kind of brain dead, but we're really excited. And yeah yeah this was a fun one it was nice to have a theme um please send us some stuff to hashtag big tickles m-c-d-i-c-k-l-e-z anything that you would like us to talk about or see and please leave us some itunes reviews we haven't had any in a little while so that would help us out oh yeah definitely if you want to rate us out of five stars which means rate us five stars and leave a review um we will read any new reviews that come in you know as long as they're nice to us and don't make fun of us um also make sure to follow us on twitter we are at retweet this pod if you want to check out the patreon we did just add a two dollar tier as well um so that is patreon.com slash retweet this we put up some bonus episodes um shout outs things like that so you can check out those tiers yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next week bye from a blue state Bye from a red state. <laughs> Introducing Barter, Brent's Absolutely Remarkable Thing review. Looks like Here. this is going to be a temporarily permanent segment. <laughs> Here's Brent <laughs> with the news. Okay. So I read chapter three and chapter four. Yeah. And... Uh, first off, Peyton told me I had some fans, or at least Barter had some fans, so made me feel pretty good. So thanks to the patrons. <laughs> thanks to the patrons, yeah. Uh, all right, so chapter three was April just got home from shooting the video that night, and she woke up to a, like a bunch of emails and calls and all that stuff. And essentially, Carl, the statue, had blown up. And it was, like, all over the news. There were tons of them, like, all over the country. And I feel like we got a little bit of, like, look into Hank's life because it was talking about how uh, she was getting criticized on her YouTube video for just random stuff and how it kind of hurt her feelings. And I kind of felt bad for him. <laughs> and then it also said that all the Carls were installed at the same time. 
But like in Manhattan, I can see how that would work because it was at like two in the morning. But like in other cities around the world, it would have been like in the middle of the day. So I don't know how they would have gotten installed without nobody seeing them because they're they're not like in these small places. They're like in big cities. Yeah, and they're like big, big things. Yeah. So plot hole, Hank. <laughs> the uh, plot hole resolve itself. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much. All for chapter three, just a bunch of like uh, emails and it, the whole situation is kind of blowing up. For chapter four, they started like running around doing interviews and uh, appearing on TV shows. And April starts to kind of uh, like the attention. And then they also got this uh, glitch going on with Wikipedia where it keeps taking out the, the letters I-M or I-A-M-U. I-M-U. So I have two predictions. Ooh. Ooh, we uh, love theories. So right now, I think that's either... I think that might be a message from like future April. I don't know. I think the Carls might be like sentient, like themselves. Like they're they're not a, a thing that was like I think they are the thing. You know what I mean? I think I follow what you're saying. Question. And the part where they had emails, is that when Miranda comes in, the person that emails her? Yes. Yeah. It asked her she asked her about because she touched the Carl and she said it was warm to the touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she asked her, like, what do you mean by warm? And then she also asked about the, like, uh, she, like, thunked it. I don't remember. <laughs> thunked it. Yeah, she, like, knocked on it, I guess. And it kind of gave, like, a low hum. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay, I thought that was at that point, but I couldn't remember. So what are your overall thoughts of the first four chapters? Are you hooked? Are you interested? And how do you think it's going to end? I like it. Uh, <laughs> but, but like I said, I think... I'm leaning more towards the Carl's being sentient, but like, I don't know the, the IMU message. I don't know how that would fit in with that. So I don't really know. It is. It's definitely a, a mystery right now. I'm probably going to read chapters five and six. I'll, I think I'm just going to keep doing two chapters. Uh, so for all my barter fans out there, <laughs> if you want to read chapters five and six for next week, that way you, uh, you're caught up. Barter book club. <laughs> it's a book Wait, I kind of love this. I kind of want to do a reread and read along. Yeah, I'll do it too. Okay, right, I like well, this. Five and six, uh, chapters five and six, and we'll uh, review that next week. All right. <laughs> Important. No one spoil this. I know Brent isn't a part of our, like, isn't on our side of Twitter, but nobody spoil anything for him. Okay, <laughs> this has been Barter. Bye, Brent. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Happy birthday to Sarah. We're going to sing to you right now. And it's going to be bad because we're on Zoom. So one, two, two three. three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We're Happy birthday, dear Sarah. <laughs> Happy birthday to Sarah. Hey, just follow us on Twitter. We're having a panic attack. <laughs>